You're about to listen to a message by Pastor Ikenna Okeke of the Father's Church. This message will challenge, encourage, and propel you to fulfill your purpose and live that life that God originally designed for you as revealed in His Word. Be blessed as you listen. Okay, um, Hebrews chapter 3 and uh, verse 12, an accidental scripture that just jumped in my face. I saw that it was in line with what the Lord was laying in my heart, you know, for us to share tonight and pray on. And it says from 12, Beware, brethren, lest there be in any of us an evil heart of unbelief in departing from the living God. He said, but exhort one another daily while it is called today. Lest any of us be hardened through the deceitfulness of sin. 14, let's read 14 together. He says, for we have become partakers of Christ. If I hold on the beginning of my confidence steadfast to the end. I want to show us from scripture how important perseverance is. Praise the Lord. I didn't know until tonight. And I pray that you will know as well. And if you knew, you will know more. How important perseverance is. Praise God. And I thank God you're persevering. Um, For quite a number of people who didn't come out early. I'm sure the road must have been very bad today. Flooded and all of that. Okay. But I was listening to a preacher recently, and he said he had long ago stopped preaching, or sorry, stopped praying that rain shouldn't disturb church services. That they are stopped praying it. That if they are having um, crusades, that he prays that because unbelievers are to come. But he said for church service that he doesn't pray that rain shouldn't disturb people. Because if there is anybody in his church that has a promotional exam, this. Uh, town where he lectures there are lots of universities okay so you have a promotional exam in your office or at school or somewhere and it starts raining by 5 a.m the exam is nine are you going to use blanket and cover yourself and say it's raining so you won't go so he said anybody who is serious will come he said for outreaches we are unbelievers who don't have a relationship with god are coming he prays but once it's church program he doesn't bother Because he knows that those who have an appointment will come. Praise God. And I listened to it. I I used to pray that the rain shouldn't disturb, but I think there is sense in what he said. Perseverance. It says we have become partakers of Christ. You know, there are some passages you read in the scriptures, and it will jolt you if you think. 14, let's read it again. It says, I have become a partaker of Christ if what? I hold the beginning of my confidence steadfast to the end. We've learned here that when you see if, is a conditionality. So Jesus has died. Jesus has finished his work. On the cross, he said, it is what? Finished. But now he's saying, I only can become a partaker if I hold the beginning of my confidence. How? Steadfast to the end. To the end. You will not backslide. We will not backslide. My brethren watching online, you will not backslide. In the name of Jesus. I was listening to another you know, uh, preacher some time ago. 
And he said that since COVID, the dimension of backsliding that has hit the church, people are yet to recover. And, you know, just as if to confirm it, a friend of mine just posted on Facebook on 1st of October that he was celebrating his going to church since COVID. 2020, 2021, 2022, 2023. That's four years since COVID. COVID has come and gone. You go to bank. You go to the market. You go and watch football. You go and play soccer. You go and do this. All of that. But church, I have become partaker, a partaker of Christ, if I hold the beginning of my confidence steadfast how? To the end. So it's not just that I make it to the end. My zeal is like Joshua's. Are you understanding? Now, that's what jumped up on me. And I mean, because we love each other, we share what the Lord says to us. So come with me to an interesting parable that you're also very familiar with. We'll run through it and then we'll pray. In Luke 11 from verse 9. Okay, actually from verse 5. Where I wanted to go first was 9. Because the Lord was telling me that we should come and pray to him. Okay, that I should just encourage us to pray. But he took me back to five, so we understand what we're praying. Okay, and how to pray. Amen? So can you read with me from verse five? I'd like you to read like you're expectant, like you're in the presence of your father, like your confidence was the first day you believed God. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Okay, let's read. And he said to them, which of you shall have a friend? And go to him at midnight and say to him, friend, lend me three loaves. For a friend of mine has come to me on this journey, and I have nothing said before him. And he will answer him from within and say, Do not trouble me. The door is now shut, and my children are with me in bed. I cannot rise and give to you. I say to you, though he will not rise and give to him because he is his friend, yet because of his persistence, he will rise and give him as many as he needs. So I say, so I what? Say to you, ask. And it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Nor can you be open. For everyone who asks receives. And he who seeks finds. And to him who knocks it will be open. For if a son asks for bread from any father among you. Will he give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish. Will he give him a serpent instead of a fish? Or if he asks for an egg. Will he offer him a scorpion? If we then being evil. Know how to give good gifts to our children. How much more will our heavenly father. The one we've come to tonight. Give the Holy Spirit. Matthew 7, 11 say, give good gifts to those who ask him. May the Lord bless the reading of his word in Jesus' name. You know, with the time we have, verse 9 says, so I say. So means in corresponding with what he said before. Now, uh, Bible scholars, those who study the Greeks and the Hebrews and all that, make us understand that that statement that says ask means keep asking. Continue asking and you will continue receiving. Praise the Lord. He said what? Keep seeking and you will what? Fine. Keep knocking and it will be what? Open to you. And a simple illustration, okay? If you had an appointment at um, maybe with a who now? Okay, Pastor Livingstone, you know, we have an appointment and we just chatted and said, okay, um, I'm stopping by in your house and I get to the house. I know he's in the house. And I knock first, if I'm not a madman, my first knock will sound right because I know he's in the house, isn't it? And when I knock like that and Pastor Livingstone does not respond, do I go home? 
You know, there is this thing we used to do. Some of, most of us used to do it. You don't want to visit somebody, but you're in his area. So you go by the house and knock, then quickly leave before the person comes out. So, <laughs> so that it will be on record that you visited. Eh? But you didn't visit. But it cannot be taken away from you that you visited, right? So if I knock like that, he doesn't respond. What will I do the next time? I increase the... Okay, isn't it? And then, if it doesn't come, what do I do? I increase. If it doesn't come, what do I do? At a stage, I'll be banging the door, right? And if I'm very normal, at a stage, I will leave the door and go to the window. How many of us have gone to the window to know? Why do you do that? Because you know the person is in the house. And any time he gets attention, he will open. God is saying, If you put your faith in me, you will keep asking. You will never grow weary. You see, these are some of the things that our Lord Jesus taught us that it just, you know, escapes us. Luke 18 verse 1. And he told them a parable that men ought always to pray. So in the same Luke, 11 here and in 18 here, he's telling us the same thing. In those two instances, the Luke uh, 18... He's not talking about power of God. He's not talking about any of that. He's just talking about your part in it. What did he say about the widow? He said, because this widow would not let the judge rest, the judge came and what? Granted her her request. What we have in this story is what? Because this friend is being disturbed by this other friend, he came and what? Granted him here. They said, so I say to you. What is so I say to you? He said, give me no rest until I make your life a praise. You see, there are many things God has said to you, man. There are many things God has said to you. There are many things God has said to you. And some of them you were excited at the time. It says we become partakers of Christ if we hold fast that confidence to the end. You know, our Lord Jesus told a parable. And he said, if we don't understand this parable, how will we understand the other ones? What parable was it? It was the parable of the seed and the sower. And he said, the seed is sown. And then the devil comes and what? Steals it. Or the seed is sown. If the devil doesn't steal it, you know, he says, thorns grow and choke it. So he was saying that the potency of the seed is not in doubt. And from the account we are reading here, we're going to see, you know, with, with a little time. The first thing I want you to pick is this. The friend said, do not trouble me. The door is what? Short. No way. That's what the friend said. The friend said, do not trouble me. There is no hope. I'm not giving you. In fact, in that same verse, it says, I cannot rise and give to you. I want you to ask yourself. Has God said that to you? Why are you giving up? Is there anybody here that God has said, do not trouble me? Do you know what God said? He said, call me. He said, call on me. I will answer you. But we are giving up. We are fainting. How can you backslide? How can you grow weary? How can you faint? He told this parable and said, so I say to you, in Psalm 50 verse 15, he says, so, he said, call upon me in the day of trouble. He says, what will I do? 
I will deliver you and you shall glorify me. As a nation, we are in a season of trouble. That's why we keep calling. Praise the Lord. As families, I mean different challenges everywhere. We keep calling, but many of us are fainting. Some can't pray anymore. Why can't you pray? He said, call on me. Are you with me tonight? The story we have, the friend said, do not trouble me. My door is shut. I have closed. The friend also said, I will not give you. What did God say to you? Ask and you shall what? And then you're turning back. Somebody say, no more. (laughs) No more. You know, some parables, you know, you need to go deep to decipher the lesson in it. But here in verse 8, Jesus laid it plain. And he put it this way. He said, I say to you, though he will not rise and give to him because what? He is his friend. We may not have enough time to look at this. Because you see, this friendship actually is the basis of the whole interaction. It says a friend came to a friend. Okay? And this friend went to another friend. So if they were not friends, he would not have gone. But Jesus is saying that he did not get the answer because he was his friend. Which means that friends can miss and those who are not friends can get he said he didn't answer because he was his friend. But I'm going to show you something there. So we, we, you know, we, I want you to pray. Because God wants to do things. Amen. God wants to bless. Praise the Lord. God wants to bless. God wants to raise up heads. Some of us, we are too bowed down. And God wants to raise your head. Not just for you. For your family, for your environment, for the church, for the nation. God wants to raise. God wants to make you speak boldly. You know, the Bible says the rich man answered roughly. You won't answer roughly, but you'll answer more surely. Praise the Lord. God wants to bring you out of the situations that are not testimonies. Okay? But you have to know who you're dealing with. See what happens here. He said, a friend came to a friend. He said, which of you shall a friend go to him at midnight and say to him, lend me loaves, three loaves, for a friend of mine has come. Now, what is at the fundamental here? Is that this friend, there are three friends here. There is the friend that is the Johnny man, right? That Johnny to this is friend. Then we call this, so there is a Johnny man, and then there is a broker man. He's broke. He doesn't have bread. Okay? And the Johnny man is hungry because he asked for three loaves. Or maybe he himself hadn't eaten. But what he was asking was three loaves, right? Follow me. So, the hungry Johnny man met this broke man, okay? They were friends. The two now, or maybe he left the Johnny man in the house, went to a loaded friend and started disturbing him. Now, what is it that made him continue to knock? Even when that one said, the door is shut. I'm not coming out. What is it that made him to continue to knock? He knew there was bread in that house. Do you know another thing he knew? He knew he has no bread anywhere. You see, the reason people backslide is that the devil tells them there's an option. What option do you have outside of God? The broke man knew that there's bread here. And I can't get bread any other place. I can't do guy. I can't say I'm angry. And now go. Hunger will wire me. (laughs) So what? He remained there. 
Now, is your God able? <laughs> Can I tell you another thing? The spirit of he said he must have known the generosity of that friend before time. That friend must have been a friend that he had gone to time and time before then. And he gave bread. So when this time came around and he said, I'm sleepy, he said, This time you'll wake up. I cannot give you, say you're joking. I get him. I want to ask you because what compounds some of these things that you really don't need what you're asking. But do you need God to do something that only God can do? Are there things before you? You see, like Nigeria now, I know that the turnaround of this nation, the judges can't handle it. Praise God. Even people that are wishing military intervention, he can't handle it. Because if a corrupt military takes over, it will be a, a forceful corruption. This one is an agreement corruption that we are in. A settlement corruption. So we need a divine intervention. Praise God. That's why we must continue to set our faces like a flint. Looking to God for deliverance for our nation. Okay? So are there things that you know that if God doesn't do it, it won't be done? So why will you turn back? God hasn't said turn back. And, you know, just as I was rounding up to come out, God said to me, that's not the whole story. Even Jesus told the Syrophoenician woman, get away. The disciples say, go. Jesus said to the woman, go. The woman said, I'm not going anywhere. At the end of the day, what happened? Jesus himself said to the woman, I've not seen such great faith. <laughs> Persistence. God is not complaining that you're disturbing him. Why is the devil lying to you that you're disturbing God? Lord, heal me in the morning. Lord, thank you. With the stripes of Jesus, I'm healed in the afternoon. By evening, he said, Lord, I thank you because by your stripes, you have healed me. Then tomorrow morning, the devil will tell you, just eat the sickness. Just celebrate it. Jesus has abandoned you. Why will you believe that? When the Jesus has not said to you, I withdraw my stripes from you. You know, walking around at this throne room, I just laugh. Some years ago, four or five years ago, every throne room, even when we used to have six-hour throne room, the type of pain I'll be in, if not that I'm your pastor, if I shout, all of you think I need deliverance. I used to be in so, those days, when I went to the back, those who know, know at the back, when I go to the back, I have to hold the chair. Now, when I, I'm touching the chair, now I'm reminded that I'm strong. My bones are strong. So, even when I want to touch it out of habit, I remember I don't need to touch it. So, I stand like a soldier. I get it what I'm saying. Now, that process, those times, I could have given up expecting to be healed because I prayed for him. There, there were times I prayed and then I would have an experience that I would wake up and look for the healing and then the pain is still there. Then after a while, it was like, why are you bothering? Just take it. Accept it. I get it. But Jesus said, Keep asking, and you shall receive. Keep seeking, and you shall find. Keep knocking, and what? The door shall be opened. There is nothing that God cannot do, sir, if you persist. If you persist. If you hold on to him. How many parables now? How many have we seen? Two parables and one instance. He said this woman's faith is great. Why? Because she refused to go. He said, this man did not answer because he was his friend. What's he talking about? We have a relationship. Our Lord Jesus taught us to pray. When you pray, pray in this manner, our father. What does our father talk about? He talks about relationship. Our father, which are in heaven. But he says, that father, even if God forbid, he doesn't want to answer it because he's your father. 
But because you're waiting for him. Because you're waiting on him. Because he knows that this daughter of mine is going nowhere. (laughs) Praise the Lord. In In the Luke 18 version, it says, Shall your heavenly father, not what? Answer those who call upon him. Speedily. Speedily. In this account, he says, look, that friend answered, not because he was his friend, but because his persistence. Tonight, I want you to aggregate those things you can do. I know there are some things you can do. You can drive. Praise God. But please, if you drive in Abuja, I beg you, when you get to certain junctions, and just from time to time, as the Holy Spirit quickens you, pray, Holy Spirit, help me. Amen? Because there are a lot of crazy people. There are people who left house, who really don't want to go back. The problem they left in the house, if they had their way, they wouldn't go back to it. So they're driving. They almost are carrying a death wish. Are you with me? And even if you're a pedestrian, any dimension, just know that you need God. And the beautiful thing is that this God says, I will answer you. Bow your heads. I will answer you. I will answer you. Listen, I will answer you. God will answer you. Not Ikena will answer you. Not the pastor will answer you. What it means is that things unimaginable, testimonies beyond compare, keep knocking, keep applying, keep asking, keep requesting, keep pushing. You will get a job, a business that will blow your mind, blow the mind of who you tell, will blow everybody's mind. The only person that he won't blow his mind is God. He said, if these things be marvelous in your eyes, will it also be marvelous in my own eyes? Don't faint, sir. In that office, the turnaround, do you know what would have happened if David gave up on God? If anybody had a license to give up on God, it was David. He did the best anybody could do. He came back. Ziklag was burnt. <laughs> His wives and children taken. And yet, what did the Bible say? It said, David encouraged himself. That was the last time he had to meet such a situation. From that time, it was glory to glory to glory. If he had fainted one day before, I beg you, those online. I beg you, my brothers here, sisters here, you will not faint. Your glory is coming. Your lifting is coming. I want you to take that request. I want you to look at your maker. He is the one who said, I want you to persist. It's not the preacher preaching persistence. It's not the preacher that is preaching importunity in prayer. This is what Jesus said. He says, so I say to you, ask. Somebody needs to ask. Somebody needs to even ask for forgiveness. Lord, forgive me for turning my back. He said, if any man draws back, he said, my soul shall have no pleasure in him. Lord, you are God. Hey, Kabosha Gadada. Sekala Gadada. During first casting, you will see people sleeping at gas stations where there is no fuel. Because they are trusting that a tanker will come from Lagos and deliver fuel. Then that station will sell them fuel. They sleep and wait. Lord, forgive me for not waiting on you. Forgive me for not holding on. Tonight, we come to you. Lord, we come to you at this October throne room to say as a church, we wait on you. There's a lifting up of the head. There's a lifting up of the head. It's coming from our God. It's coming from our Father. There are marvelous miracles. 
their conceptions, their marriage, their blessings, their expansions, their increases. We testify that you are God. Forgive us in any area that we have drawn back. Forgive us in any area that we have accepted the devil's proposal. The songwriter sang and says, I believed in a lie that you were unable to help me. But now, no, Lord, forgive my wrong. You can do it, Lord. And I will wait on you. I will wait on you. I will keep coming. You know, our brother was praying that the nation's value system has been corrupted. And the Spirit of the Lord said to me, even the value system in the church has been corrupted. People now measure spiritual things by carnal senses. Child of God, God is here. God is touching you now. God is hearing you now. Miracles are happening now. You don't need a multitude around you to take it. The woman with issue of blood didn't know who was there. She met Jesus. Jesus is ready to meet with you now. Jesus is ready. Our sister's song says he does mind-blowing things. <laughs> God does mind-blowing things. Mind-blowing testimonies. Remembrances. Turning things around. Like the issue of Mordecai, the king will not sleep. For somebody, the king will not sleep. For somebody, acts of years ago, decades ago, will be remembered. And you'll be sought out. They'll say, where is he? Who can find a man? For some, they will bring a test that somehow God has given you the expo. Father, we are saying we believe in you. You are the mighty God. You are the great I am. You are the wonder-working power. You are God. You are God. It's not difficult. The hearts of men and kings and institutions are in your hands. <laughs> I want you to settle it that you're not going anywhere. <laughs> what a friend we have in Jesus. All our griefs, our cares, and everything to bear. I'm not going anywhere. He has bread. He just doesn't have bread. He's the bread of life. He said, come to me if any man thirst. Let him drink of me. And out of his belly shall flow rivers of living waters. That's the one we've come. Difficult things. Difficult things staring at you. The Bible said, lift up your heads, O you gates. <laughs> and be lifted up, you everlasting doors. That the king of glory, you're not coming alone. I have reference. I have someone introducing me. You're going to that office. The gates will open. The double-lit gates will open. Ah, those who you do not know will seek to favor you. You will remind them of somebody and they will serve you. Kaposhagadada. That's the God we serve. That, they, they wouldn't know what is happening. It's the anointing. You're taking it tonight. You're taking it tonight. You're taking it. You're taking it. He said, For it is He that gives you the power to get wealth. From somebody here tonight, Jesus is saying to you, like He said to Mary and Martha, Where have you laid Him? Where did you give up? Bring it back to me. Say, Jesus loved Mary and Martha and their brother Lazarus. Is there anyone here that Jesus loves? And then he wants to raise that Lazarus. <laughs> he wants to turn it around. He wants to wipe those tears away. He wants to remove all that shame. Ah, the songwriter says, he has given me 
The oil of gladness, a garment of praise, instead of mourning, a shining crown, instead of ashes and glory in the place of despair. Do you believe that? <laughs> Do you believe that? What you help me do tonight is that you will stick to this friend. You will stick to this friend. You won't grow weary. You will not grow weary, sister. You will not grow weary, brother. You will not grow weary, sir. You will not grow weary. He is able to do it. I laugh. 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 If we earthly fathers know how to give good gifts, if we earthly fathers know how much more shall your heavenly father Tonight I'm saying I will wait on you. I see where the enemy has stolen from me. In the place of persistence, he discourages me. He tells me God cannot do it. God doesn't want to do it. And I buy that lie. But tonight I rise in my spirit. I rise in my spirit. I say my God is coming. I say to you sister, he's coming. I say brother, behold he cometh. Persistence. Hallelujah. Our time is almost gone. We have to round up. Let me tell you. God is good. <laughs> God is good. And God is good to you. I want you to say God is good to me. God is good to say me. God is good to me. God is good. And I know it. And I know it. Now what the Lord was trying to tell me was. In the custom. In the way things were done in that time. It was a gross embarrassment that you have a guest and don't render him due hospitality. I get him. So when that friend said, give me bread, what was the time they were talking about? It was midnight. There was no option. And it would have been reasonable if the man didn't answer him. But you see, the necessity kept him. There are some testimonies you must have. There are some testimonies God will grant you. You know why? He's a good father. He's a good God. He will raise your head. Hallelujah. There are some things that don't match with your heavenly location. You ambassadors. No matter how poor a country is, they try to create an ambience around the ambassador. You're an ambassador for Christ. Let's rise on our faith. There's glory for you. There's glory for you. There's a lifting for you. There's a testimony coming. Mind-blowing things. Mind-blowing things. Can we just appreciate the Lord? Can we appreciate the Lord? Can we appreciate the Lord? Can we just bless the Lord? Like we know we've left the devil behind. He's not keeping me behind. I- I'm not fainting anymore. There's a renewal. I've received strength. My eyes have been cleared. I can see clearly now. The deception is falling away. I know whom I believe. And there's a confidence, an assurance, a persuasion that he has begun that work. And he's going to finish it. You won't make excuses for God. I say you will not make excuses for God. Rather, you will boast in your God. You will gather men. You will testify of his faithfulness in the congregation of the saints. You will gather them and say, sit and hear what the Lord has done for me. Somebody sure of what we are talking about here. If somebody sure of what the Spirit of God is saying, 
then let us just exalt him let extol him let's magnify him let's bless him for it's him we are talking about it is him we are talking about it is it is he it is he it is jehovah it is the most high god is the creator that we are talking about is the mighty god we are talking about he's the one we are talking about lord we extol you we magnify you been listening to a message by Pastor Ikenao Keke of the Father's Church. We are sure you've been blessed. We invite you to worship with us at Eden Center, Banex Guarimpa Expressway, near Next Kashinkari, Abuja. For telephone 09-290-9000 or 0703-158404. You can find us online at www.thefatherschurchonline.org. God bless you.